calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover. And you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Sidewalk Audio presents Shadow Magic, a podcast novel by John Lenahan, read by the author. Chapter 9, Jared. Do you recognize the sword at your throat? Jared asked. With extreme effort, I released my attention from the point and glanced down the mirror-like blade to the pommel. It's mine, I said. Jared held S's necklace in his left hand. The crystal that hung from it was embedded with flecks of gold. This is an aweth glass, he said. It will darken if you lie. If I were you, I would tell the truth. Did you steal this sword? Now, that was a tricky question. I sort of stole it from Kielty, but Dad said it was his. My father gave it to me. The crystal flickered, but remained clear. Is Connor your real name? No, I said, just to see what would happen. S's necklace instantly went dark. This truth crystal was the real thing. I felt the point of the blade at my throat. I suggest you try that again. Is Connor your real name? Yes. And who is your father? I can't tell you that. Why not? Because, I said, you will kill me if I do. Well then, Connor, you have a dilemma. Because I'm going to kill you if you don't. Hey, what do you have against me? This blade, Jared said, that you casually checked in before you entered my party, is the Sword of Dor. Did you know that? Yes, I said. The crystal remained clear. The only way you could possess this blade is if you stole it. I am a very tolerant man, but I cannot abide a thief. I told you, my father gave it to me. The crystal bears you out, so the thief must be your father. I felt my anger rise. My father is no thief. The sword was his to give. Are you claiming to be the son of Kielty? Kielty, I spat before I could stop myself. I am the son of Oisin of Dor. Jared looked at the crystal and stepped back. 
Stand up, he ordered. I did as I was told. I wasn't as shaky on my feet as I should have been. That little drink had really done its stuff. Jared kept the sword pointed at my chest and looked at me as if anew. How could I have been so stupid? I just blurted out who I was, and now he was going to do his duty and kill me. You are of door, he roared. I don't know how I missed it before. Oison's son. You are Oison's son. He raised his sword and came at me fast. There was nowhere to run. I was finished. I placed my hands in front of my chest and closed my eyes. He wrapped his huge arms around me and gave me a hug that would have put an anaconda to shame. Oison has a son. He laughed, a hearty laugh that shook the room. He put both hands on my shoulder and looked at me from arm's length. I opened one eye. You don't want to kill me? Why in the land would I do that? Well, everybody else around here does. The son of the one-handed prince thing? Oh, my, Jared said. That is an old prophecy. It's one of Una's, is it not? I nodded. Jared laughed. Oh, I can't tell you how many times some sorceress told me that my next harvest would fail or be the finest vintage. Bah, I don't have much faith in soothsayers. The good ones, like Una, may she rest in peace, don't lie. But that doesn't mean that what they say is the truth. Anyway, it takes an awful lot for me to kill someone, and I'm certainly not going to kill a young man as fine as you because of something an old witch said a thousand years ago. A Weissen's son. He hugged me again, this time lifting me off the ground. Tell me, Connor, where have you been hiding all of these years? I wondered for a second if I should make something up, but I just couldn't help trusting this man. I sat down on the bed and told Jared the whole tale. It just poured out. Jared pulled up a chair, and I went through it all. My life in the real world, the death threats, the revelations, the emotions, the journeys, the fights, the meetings, the concussions. I wasn't only telling Jared, I was telling myself, too. I had been living moment to moment, just trying to stay alive. Now that I had put it all together, I realized it was a hell of a story. I ended by saying, So I have to find my mother. I think she's in a place called the Feely Lands, but Fergal says they don't exist. Can you help me? Oisin and Deirdre have a son, Jared mused. This, he said, breaking out of his reverie, is the finest news I have heard in a long, long time. Are you thirsty, Connor? You wouldn't have a beer, would you? Jared roared with laughter in this. In all of the land, I am the only man who could answer that question with a yes. He put his arms around me and waltzed me out of the room. We walked down the corridor that overlooked the courtyard. Through imperfect glass windows, I could see another banta fight in progress. The party was still in full swing. At the top of an immense staircase, Jared bellowed and several servants appeared. Bring ale and food to the library, he ordered. After that, we are not to be disturbed. We continued and then turned down a corridor with several small alcoves cut into the walls. In each was a carved wooden statue. Some were model castles, some were miniature thrones, most were busts of men and women. All were of different wood. 
Jared stopped at a bust of a handsome man with a full beard carved in red wood. This is your grandfather. Finn? I asked. No. This is your other grandfather on your mother's side. Liam. The last lord of the house of Cull. He was a good man. Sadness invaded Jared's face, and for a moment he looked old. He was my friend. We arrived at the library at the same time as our food and drink. I was expecting an impressive chamber with bookshelves towering to the sky. Instead, I found a smallish, comfortable room with just a few books, a wine rack, a desk, some overstuffed chairs, and a deerskin sofa. I'm not much of a reader, Jared said, guessing my thoughts. If you wanted to see a great library, you should have seen your grandfather's. What a huge affair, with a courtyard in the center where he grew the Tree of Knowledge. The Tree of Knowledge, I asked? Yes, I told you, he held the Rune of Cull. I must have looked confused. Oh, gods, I forget. You do not know about this. Right. Liam, your grandfather, was the lord of the Cull, the Hazel Lands. He sat in the Hazelwood throne and was the custodian of the Hall of Knowledge. The best and the brightest from all the land were welcome to study in his library, and before they left, they were allowed a hazelnut from the Tree of Knowledge. The fruit of the tree ensured that they would remember all that they had learned. It was a wonderful place. You talk like it's no longer there. It is not, he said, the heaviness returning to his face. It's all ruin. The land lost the hall, and I lost a friend. And my only son. Your son? My son was studying at the hall. In fact, he was one of your mother's tutors. What happened? No one knows. Something, an army or a force, attacked Cull. There was little defense. It was unthinkable that anyone would want to attack the Hall of Knowledge. Why would you defend against the unthinkable? Your mother and your Aunt Neve were on some sort of sorceress's quest. They were the ones that found the hall and the tree destroyed. And all the students and tutors, dead. I'm sorry. As am I. But I have learned not to dwell on it. Although... I will always remember. My morning days are done. I do not want it to consume me like it almost consumed your mother. My mother? Yes. Until I spoke to you today, I had not heard of her since her banishment. You see, it is believed the need for vengeance drove her to learn shadow magic. I think she thought it would allow her to discover who or what destroyed Cull. From what you say, it would seem she still does not know. Maybe, like me, she has put the matter to rest. I hope so. I took a sip of beer. It was dark and a bit sudsy and too warm, but it was drinkable. Not bad, I said. Thank you, Jared said. I learned how to make beer in Ireland, but I've never gotten it to catch on over here. Ireland? You mean... Like the Ireland from my world? Yes, Jared said. Long ago. I made the trip to the real world a year before my choosing. I traveled with my cousin, Cullen. 
Cullen. Ku Cullen? I said using the Celtic prefix, meaning hero or king. The Irish warrior? Jared laughed so hard he spat out his beer. A warrior? He howled. Where did you hear that? Irish mythology is full of stories of the great warrior king Cullen, his great battles and how he slew entire armies single-handedly. But that was thousands of years ago. Jared was still chuckling. Yes, I guess that would be about right. I went to the real world with Cullen, but I didn't return with him. He just loved those Irish women, and they loved him. You see... Cullen was a wonderful storyteller, and like all good storytellers, he never let the truth get in the way of a good tale. Those Irish folk back then, they couldn't get enough of his stories and his music. Gods. When he played the flute, it was like a spell. He could make you dance one minute and weep the next. I can imagine him telling a few tall tales about himself. Did he never return? Oh, he did, but he was never happy here. He was a fool, always wanting more than he had. A good man, but a fool nonetheless. He used to take little holidays to the real world on horseback. He never returned from the last one. What happened to him? Probably the same thing that happened to the poor guard that came to your home with Neve. You think Cucullin fell off his horse and got old quick? There are rumors that he forgot and got off by himself. He was never the sharpest arrow in the quiver. So if your foot touches the ground in the real world, and you become the age you would be in the land, then how come my father didn't dust it? I get the impression he has a few hundred years under his belt. That is a question for him and your mother. As are most of the other questions I can almost hear flicking through your mind. Before I send you to bed... Connor of Dor, I shall answer one more question. It's the first question you asked of me. You asked if I could help you find the Feely Lands. The answer is yes. Many people think the Feely Lands are a myth, a story to scare children, but they are real. Long ago, the Feely Lands were sealed off by your grandfather Finn. But since then, a new frontier has opened. I think you may be able to enter the Feely Lands through the Reed Lands. The Reed Lands came into being when your Uncle Kielty chose the Reed Room. I thought I heard him say that he held the Door Room. Well, he does now. But his first room was the Reed Room. After your father and your grandfather went missing, he repeated the choosing and now holds the Door Room. People thought it was strange, but... He does hold that rune now. The Reedlands have been allowed to fallow. They lie just past the Hazellands, but I suspect that they border the Feelylands, and if I am right, the border will not be sealed there. You should be able to enter the Feelylands from the Reedlands. Can you take me there? Me? <laughs> Jared laughed. Good gods, no. The last thing you need is me giving you directions. No, I know someone who can get you there. Sleep tonight, and tomorrow I shall see if I can persuade my guide to accompany you. Thank you, Lord Jared. No, thank you, Connor. For what? For being the son of Cull and Dor. 
For a long time I have feared the future of both of those houses. Less now. We stood, and he put his arm around my shoulder as he walked me to the door. Did you really like the beer? To be honest, sir, I'd like it a little lighter and colder. Oh, and fizzier. He opened a door. A servant was waiting. Jared instructed him to escort me to the tower and to give me a shot of pachin to help me sleep. As Jared closed the door, I heard him mumbling to himself, Lighter and fizzier. The tower turned out to be a very comfortable room with a bed big enough for a football team. It wasn't until I saw the sheets that I realized how exhausted I was. I wasn't going to need Pachin. I undressed and got under the covers. The servant put the small glass of clear liquid on the bedside table. Sleep was seconds away. Then I remembered something that Kielty had said to my father. He said the last time he saw Finn, he was on horseback on the way to the real world, and that he had stabbed the horse. He killed him. He killed his own father. He killed my grandfather. Rage enveloped me. My blood boiled. My thoughts turned to revenge. Sleep was no longer an option. I sat up in bed and fantasized about the different ways I could kill Kielty. My hand shook as I grabbed the glass and thoughtlessly knocked back the pachin. Instantly, Kielty didn't seem like such a bad guy after all. I laid back and put my hands behind my head. I thought, why make such a fuss out of everything? I started to count my blessings. I was asleep before I got very far. I awoke to a slap in my face. Considering the dream I was having, I deserved it. But the slap in the face wasn't from Essa in Dreamland. It was real. I opened my eyes to see a fully-dressed Fergal passed out next to me in bed. He had rolled over and backhanded me in the face. I threw his arm over to his side, only to have it come back and whack me a second time. I made a mental note never to sleep with Fergal again and got out of bed. A servant was waiting in the hallway. He showed me to a bathroom kitted out with a steaming Olympic-sized sunken bathtub. Oh, life's simple pleasures. I had a feeling I'd better enjoy it while I could. The trip to the Feely Lands didn't sound like it was going to be a Sunday afternoon stroll. When I got out of the bath, I noticed that my clothes had been replaced with linen underwear and a soft leather shirt and trousers. Well, when in Rome. Breakfast was busy. Obviously, many of the partygoers had stayed the night, or more probably hadn't gone to bed at all. I saw a raft sitting with Essa and joined them. Good morning, I said. Araf nodded. Essa said, Good morning, sir. Sir? What happened to Connor? Sir is my dad. Good morning, Connor, she said. I have to go now. And left. I turned to Araf. What was that all about? He shrugged. If I hadn't just taken a bath, I would have sniffed my armpits. She acted like I had just cleaned out the elephant stables. H have I done something to upset her? Araf shrugged again. You know, you're a real pleasure to chat with, Araf. 
Oh, and by the way, my head is fine. Thank you for asking. This got a nod. We ate in silence. I had a billion questions, but I knew trying to strike up a conversation with a raft would be like trying to build the pyramids on my own. I was almost finished when a servant informed me that I was wanted in the armory. I followed him to a different wing of the castle until we arrived at a gymnasium-sized, glass-roofed room. Hanging on racks around the chamber was an impressive collection of weapons, swords, bows, crossbows, and an entire wall of banta sticks. In the center of the room stood the same old man who had taken our weapons from us when we first arrived at the party. He was holding my sword belt. He motioned me over. Are you Connor? Yes, I said. Is this your sword? Yes. Put it on. I fastened it around my waist. So, Connor, son of the one-handed Prince Oisin, be at guard. He drew his sword and assumed an attack stance. I raised my hands. Hey, I'm not going to fight you. Pity, he said. I so dislike stabbing an unarmed man. Then he drove the sword directly at my heart. You have been listening to Shadow Magic, a podcast novel by John Lenahan. Music gratefully provided by Lunasa. To hear more of their fabulous music, please visit their website, www.lunasa.ie. That's www.lunasa.ie. For more information about Shadow Magic or its author, please visit www.shadowmagic.co.uk. Thank you very much for listening.